Hey, welcome back to Ears to Hear. I am your host, Giovanni Correas, and on today's episode, I would like to get into 17 verses um, in a fairly um, condensed uh, manner. I don't want to, you know, spend too much time into it because these uh, episodes are short, but I do want to try to get in depth as much as I can. And we're looking at this passage in chapter 3 of Colossians. The title of what I want to talk about is Living Alive in Christ. Living Alive in Christ. So let me begin by reading the first or uh, reading the verses. And then I would like to just comment on them. And hopefully they can be of a blessing to your life and your spirit. Uh, It says like this. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in life you once lived, in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself Of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there is no Gentile or Jew circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free. But Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. So here's the nitty-gritty of this passage. 
it appears to me that the first 11 verses have to do with the fact that as Christians, we often need to be reminded of the fact that when we came to Christ and when the Lord saved us, when the Lord rescued us, we passed from being dead to being alive. We passed from death to life. We were dead in our sins, in our transgressions, and there was absolutely nothing that we could ever do. We could not lift a finger to save ourselves. The Lord stepped into our lives. The Lord came in when we needed him the most and saved us and made us alive in Christ. However, even though we have a new nature, even though we have been saved, we are still living in this body. And this body in which we live in, the body is always wanting to do the wrong thing. Our flesh is always willing to do that which God hates, that which is evil. And sometimes the way that we live, the way that we speak, the way that we conduct ourselves is contrary to the new nature that is actually in us. And so we need to be reminded that we have been made alive with Christ. Therefore, our hearts need to be on the things above and our minds need to be placed on the things above and not on the things that are here on earth below. Because the things that are here on earth below are temporary. They will end. They will be over very soon, very quickly. Before you know it, we are quickly moving towards the end here. And so we ought not to be trying to accumulate as much as we possibly can here, but instead work for the kingdom of God. And the Lord will make sure that we have exactly what we need here, but our treasure is in heaven. So we are instructed to put our hearts and our minds on the things above because the Christ who saved us will very soon appear in glory and we want to be with him when he does. Verse 5 tells us that we ought to put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to our earthly nature. Because you see, we have a new nature, but we also have, have this earthly nature. And this earthly nature wants certain things. And what it wants, we feel it in our flesh. We are constantly feeling those desires that are evil in our flesh, especially when we are not getting into the word and when we are not seeking the Lord in prayer. We are constantly feeling those desires. And sometimes we even give in to those desires and we, we completely indulge in those desires. But the, the Bible instructs us here that we are to put to death what belongs to our earthly nature. What kind of things ought we to put to death? Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. These are the things that we need to put to death, that we need to, we need to build in our lives. And it is easier said than done. And I am telling you this by experience. It is easier said than done. But we need to build into our lives, in our lifestyle, a discipline in which 
we tell ourselves no. We deny our earthly nature what it wants, and instead we give it what our new nature inside of us needs, and that is the presence of the Lord, and more of God, and more of God, and stop feeding our earthly nature. Instead, we are to put it to death. And we also need to be reminded, as it says in verse 8, we need to get rid of such things like anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from our lips. There are Christians who uh, I have heard in the past say things such as, you know what, um, saying bad words, cussing, cursing, however you want to call it, isn't so bad. It's okay to speak uh, that way because it's just vocabulary. It's culture that gives it the context. You know, sometimes we just like to make excuses for the way that we speak. We like to make excuses uh, to be able to continue to behave and to act and to speak a certain way. But we know what's filthy language. We know what is slander. We know what is wrong in, in, in our speech. And you know it, and I know it. You know what you say that you shouldn't say. I know what I say that I shouldn't say. And the Lord is instructing us here to get rid of it. Get rid of the filthy language that is coming from our lips. Get rid of the anger. Get rid of the rage. Get rid of the malice. Get rid of the slander. Stop talking bad about people. Stop talking evil about people. Stop making up stuff about people. Sometimes we waste our time and our energy talking about others and, and what are they doing and what are they thinking and what may they have intended to say that they didn't actually say. Let's stop. Let's stop doing that. We waste so much time of ourselves and of our lives thinking about, about these things and, and talking about others when instead we can be doing something that is so much more productive like getting into the Word and, and thinking instead of not what they think about me, but what does God think about me? What does God say about me? And so this, the, very, uh, the very first 11 verses here are just telling us, listen, Listen, this is what you used to do. This is how you used to live. You don't have to live that way anymore. You don't have to continue to carry out that lifestyle and behave in that way because that's who you were when you were dead in your sins and transgressions before Christ came and made you alive and saved you with his gospel. Instead, it tells us in verse 12, you are God's chosen people. You are holy. You are dearly loved. And because you are his chosen people, and because you are holy, and because you are dearly loved, clothe yourself, dress yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. Oh, man. This is just so so awesome. I don't know if I don't know if you're if you're grasping this. But God is calling us chosen. He's calling us holy and he's calling us dearly loved. Whether we are behaving and acting and living as those three things, 
we indeed, if we are alive in Christ, if we have been saved, we are chosen, we are holy, and we are dearly loved. Now, that should make us want to stop doing the bad things that we were doing. And instead of dressing ourselves with anger and rage and malice and slander and filthy language, we instead, because we now know and are reminded that we are chosen and holy and loved, we should want now to get rid of the old clothes, spiritually speaking, and put on the new clothes of compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. We should want to do what verse 13 says and bear with each other, <laughs> tolerate each other, put up with each other. Sometimes you just have to do that. Sometimes you just have to put up with people. Sometimes you just have to bear other people and understand that they don't know as much as you do. They're not as mature as you are. They haven't grown in the knowledge of Christ as much as you have. Or they just don't know the Lord. But you do, so you have to put up with people. We do, so we have to put up with people. And so we bear each other. And we forgive one another. Because the fact of the matter is that we forgive as the Lord forgave us. And... Over all of these things, we put on love, which binds together in perfect unity. Because you see, it doesn't, it, it would serve absolutely no purpose if we demonstrate compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience because we are told to do so and not because we actually love the person whom we are showing compassion, kindness, and humility and gentleness and patience. Everything needs to be done in love. Because love binds everything together in perfect unity. And when we do it in love, it demonstrates the character of Christ to others. When we do it because somebody's forcing us to do it, it demonstrates nothing. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Sometimes we like to complain. We like to complain and complain and complain. And complaining doesn't bring peace. Instead, patience and gentleness and humility and kindness and compassion and love brings peace. And thankfulness brings peace. Even thankfulness in difficult situations will bring about the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Because even in the midst of difficult and, and, and hard to comprehend situations when we are thankful to the Lord for what we are going through, whether it appears to be very difficult to others or not. When we are thankful, we experience the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And so, verse 16 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. So together, when we come together as Christians, we are supposed to teach and admonish one another in wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs. And I love that because sometimes, sometimes we don't pay 
enough attention to the fact that we should be getting together into psalms and hymns and songs. And sometimes we don't pay enough attention to what we're listening to in terms of music. But what we are listening to in terms of music has a great deal to do with how we grow in our knowledge of God. Sometimes we listen to, to music that is shallow and superficial. Sometimes we listen to music that does not really at all whatsoever lift up the name of Christ and lift up the name of God, and it doesn't make a big deal about the cross, and it doesn't make a big deal about the resurrection, and it doesn't make a big deal about his love, and instead the music is self-centered. And when the music is self-centered, it's not really about him, it's about us, and that is a very dangerous thing. We don't want to be getting into music that is self-centered, we want to get into music that is Christ-centered and Christ-exalting, and that will allow us to grow in our knowledge of God. And whatever you do, whether it is in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks, thanks to God the Father through him. And so that's where it ends. That is where it ends. Sometimes we forget that the Bible instructs us to do this, whether we're talking or whether we're doing. We need to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We need to work as if we are working for him. We need to speak as if we are speaking for him. And we are, because once the world recognizes you and acknowledges you as a Christian, once you identify yourself as a Christian, people are looking at you. People are listening to you. Do you represent Christ? Do you walk like Christ? Do you speak like Christ? Do you show the compassion, the kindness, the humility, the gentleness, the patience, and the love of Christ in your life. That is what people are looking when they see us. That is what people are looking for when they see us. And so I want to wrap this up by encouraging you, as I am doing, to pray, to pray, to pray that the Lord help us put to death whatever belongs to our earthly nature and that the Lord clothe us and that we clothe ourselves with our new nature. Because remember, we can't do anything, anything if we are separated from him. And sometimes, sometimes we live as though we are not alive in Christ, when in fact we have been made alive in Christ. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember to subscribe and share this podcast so that others can also be blessed and encouraged and instructed by this word. God bless you.